Now, you have jumped in. We are uh, starting a new series, and I'm excited to hear. I'm always excited for a new series because it gives you a chance to say, you know, God, you've been listening to my prayers. God, you've been reading my emails. People will say to me after a, a Sunday, they're like, how did you know that I needed that? And I say, I didn't know, but God knew. Because here's what I do. I teach what I'm learning. I teach what I'm needing. I'm teach, I teach what I'm feeling. You just get to overhear what's going on in my life. And isn't it odd how it's also going on in your life? Here's what I know God does. This is what God does. He's done it my whole ministry. Between what I say and by the time it hits your ears, God changes it so that it's what you need. Because I'm not smart enough to know what you need. And I'm sure not smart enough to write it the week before we get here and know ahead of time what you need, right? So if you hear something today that's for you, you just need to know that's God speaking to me. That's how God speaks to us. Welcome to church. And those of you online, welcome to church. You know, we have about... Uh, a third of our audience is here, and about two-thirds of our audience is online. And I'm actually going to be talking about that a little bit today. But all of us are together in this new series where you can start over starting right now. This could be just what some of you need to begin believing that a different kind of life is possible for you. Like, some people want a different kind of life. They just don't believe it's possible. And I think in this series, over the next three or four weeks, you're going to come to know this is possible for you. This could be just what you need to feel hope come alive in you again, to believe that you're not stuck and you're not too old and you're not too young and you're not too disadvantaged and you're not too far behind. They, this may be just what you need in order to take the biggest step that you need to take to start again. You want to know the single biggest step that you need to take to start again? Single biggest step that you need to take to start over is to what? Is to start. Like starting is the hardest part. We look at the start line. We think about the start line. We walk around the start line. We put our toe on the start line. But the thing we don't do is start. So you can start. And you can start now. And that's what we're going to talk about together for several weeks. Now, this concept, it's in our language. It's in our culture. We talk about it in other facets of life. If you're a golfer, you call it a mulligan. You get to take that next shot, not count the last one. You can call it a reboot. You can call it a clean slate. Like these images and words have meaning. And I think they have meaning to someone here today or in our online community. We've seen this, tech, this uh, metaphor in technology. It's called a reboot. Like your computer freezes. Have you ever had that happen? You're working on something and nothing works. Can't find the cursor. Can't get anything to change. You're afraid you're going to lose your whole, you know, your whole thing. I've, I've done that afraid, like I'm almost done writing the sermon. And then that thing freezes. It's like, oh, man. Or your phone. You know, they're called a smartphone, but sometimes they're not so smart. Like, what happens when that rascal freezes? I mean, what's the first thing you do? Not cuss, no. Not, not throw it, no. The first thing you do is you restart it. 
You restart it. Now, why is it that we believe we can do this with technology, but we don't think that we can do this with our life? This is the exact thing that you might need to do with your life and with your dreams. It's just reboot, just power up again, just start and start over. It's what somebody needs to do in their marriage. You need to reboot with a new determination that you're going to chart a new direction in that relationship. Maybe it's with your kids. Like you're so frustrated, you don't know how to talk to them anymore. They won't talk to you anymore. They're always down on, you know, you want to boot them. I saw what I'm talking about. You want to reboot them. You want to reboot the relationship. You want to start over. Can we, can we just start over? Can we just sit down and start over? Maybe it's with your faith. Here's what I do know. All of us, more than once in life, have to do this. As a matter of fact, I've had to do this many, many times in different parts of my life is to reboot and start again. How many of you had to do this many, many times in your life? And guess what? You're not done doing it. For the rest of your life, this is going to be a part of it. Why? Because we live such complicated lives. Who agrees with this? Like our lives are complicated. I have a complicated life. You do too. There are a lot of different apps that are running in the background of your brain. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like we leave them open and they're all going and we're trying to address them. And it's happening in our brain. It's happening in our body. And then eventually it just all shuts down. And what I'm asking you to do is take a beat and take a breath and hit the power button and start over. And when it comes to faith, People being introduced to Jesus Christ and seeing their lives completely change and start new, to see their hope completely transform, to see their futures completely reset. I got to tell you, that has happened hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times in this church over the last 14 years. I've watched it. You've watched it. Maybe it happened to you. People come in broken and they find God's grace and forgiveness and a fresh start through Jesus Christ. People without direction have found guidance here. People alone have found community here. People afraid have found courage here. People riddled with guilt and shame like I used to be. Riddled with guilt and shame. Found forgiveness and a clean slate. Did you know that's why this church exists? to introduce people to Jesus Christ. And many of you, many of you, through these years, decided that you wanted to be a part of it. And so you've served, and you've given, and you've invited, and you've shared this church because you believe in our mission. And our mission is change lives. Our mission is to introduce people to Jesus and then help them follow him. I want us to say this together. Our mission it, together. Our mission is to introduce people to Jesus and then help them follow him. Every Sunday when we show up, unlock the doors, turn on the lights, that's what it's about. Every child that walks up those stairs out in the lobby to kids ministry, that's what it's about. Every hour 
that you invest in your life group. It's about your life changing. Every hour you invest in this teaching experience, applying principles to your life. That's what it's about. Listen, we are in the start over business. That's the business of the church. That's really what the church is about, that you get to start over, I get to start over, and we're going to do this many, many times. This is great news because that means no matter who you are, you can reboot. No matter where you feel stuck, you can begin from where you are and you can, you can start over. You can design a brand new future. You can write the next chapter of your life because the page is fresh and clean and empty and waiting on you. So let me ask you a question. Where do you need to reboot? Where do you need to restart your life? Now, some of you do know, Brad, honestly, it is in my faith. Some of you would say, Brad, I used to be closer to Jesus than I am right now. And in your heart, you know you deeply desire to begin again. And what I want you to know is that you can. Some of you want to start over in your career. You're not happy. You're not fulfilled. You have given years to that job, and you know that isn't what you're made for. What you know is you know that you are made for more. You are made for more. Some of you had a dream of what you thought your life would be like, and either you quit on your dream or you had the dream beaten out of you, right? Life has a way of just beating that dream down. You with me, right? It's time for you to dream a new dream. But you don't know how. You feel ready to start. You want to start. But it's that whole, I got to start part. For some of you, it's your health. It's like I need a health do-over. That one's on my list. This summer, I had skin cancer surgery. Couldn't go scuba diving for six weeks because of stitches. Then I had double hernia surgery, couldn't go scuba diving for six more weeks because of stitches. And yesterday, for the first time since May, I went scuba diving. It kicked my butt. <laughs> I was so tired. You know, that equipment's heavy. I'm dragging into the water, dragging out of the water. I mean, I was glad to do it. But I thought, whoo, Lord, I need, I've lost muscle. I've lost fitness and some conditioning. I've got to get back to it. I mean, I was warned that my 40s would be hard. I had no idea. No idea how hard. Who's ready for a biological or health reset, right? Like it's time. There are tons and tons of verses in the Bible about God wanting to give us this fresh start to reboot us, to, to give us a new beginning. And it can happen in any area of your life. And we're going to look at a lot of verses over the next several weeks. Uh, but I want to give you one of them just to get us started this morning. Here it is. Love this. You've learned the truth that is in Jesus. So in regard to your former way of life, put off your old self, be made new in the attitudes of your mind, put on your new self, created to be like God, truly good and holy. I want you to see a couple of verbs here. First, put off and then put on. 
put off and then put on. Let's say it. Put off and then put on. Now, certainly God is talking about our relationship with Jesus, inviting Jesus into your life, trusting him with your life. And it's a process of growth and change. It's a resetting of every area of your life. What I like is the image of clothes. It's like you take off the old, smelly, dirty, torn, and you put on the new, the fresh, that makes you feel good. There are some things that we need to put off. And then there are some things that we need to put on. And that's what we're going to explore together over the next several weeks. What do we need to leave behind? What do we need to pick up that's new? This is how you reset your life. I don't care if you're already into your retirement years. It's not too late for you to do a reset. I don't care if you're in midlife. That's the perfect time to do a reset. I don't care if you're just starting out. You're in your 20s. You're in your teens. There are different times in life where we all need to start a part of life over again. So what we're going to do today is some preliminary work. Today we're going to do some foundational preparation. There are four preparatory steps that we need to take. And this is a setup. Here's why it's good you're here today. Because this is a setup for the rest of this series. Who's ready for this? You ready? We're going to dive in. I hope you have your, uh, your note page with you, all right? Here's number one. I have to ask God to do something new in me. This is where it starts. I have to ask God to do something new in me. Do you know it's okay to go to God many times and say, would you do something new? Would you do something new again? Would you do it new again? Would you do it new again? Matter of fact, I think the more times we go to God and we say, God, would you do a new thing in me? God sees that we're serious about this. Wow, she really does want to be a new girl. Wow, he really does want to be a new guy. Wow, they really do want to start fresh, go in a new direction, do new things. Are you serious about breaking some bad habits in your life? Then you pray, God, I need you to do a new thing in my life. Are you hungry for that new beginning? Here's some good news. This is Jesus' specialty. Did you know that? His specialty is doing a new thing. Here's what he said. I am making everything what? He didn't say old. He didn't say boring. He didn't say I'm making everything the same again, same old, same old, same song, second verse. It's not what he does. He said, I'm making everything. Oh, boy, that was as we. I am making everything new, new. There was a famous king in history. Name was David. This king actually prayed a prayer about becoming new. It's a very profound prayer. There's a a paraphrase of Scripture. It's called the Message Bible. I really like it. And in the Message paraphrase, King David prayed this. God, make a fresh start in me. That's a good prayer. Make a fresh start in me. Let me wrap some context around this prayer. King David wrote this prayer, said this prayer, after stealing another man's wife. But that's not all he did. He had her husband murdered. I mean, in a very short period of time, David broke 
two of the big ones. Don't commit adultery. Don't kill. He did them both. And sometime after that, David goes before God and he says, I need you to make a fresh start in me. Like I need the new that only you can bring to a human heart. Now, the ability of David to pray this prayer and the fact that God made sure that this stayed in the Bible for thousands of years so that we could read it today, that it's still there. Like it, it didn't get dropped along the way. God is letting us know something here that's really important. What it implies is really good news. What it implies is that if David was allowed to pray this in the condition of his life, then you're allowed to pray this. Like if David can do that, you're never going to be so bad where God will say you don't get any more new chances. You don't get any more do-overs. This is a message of grace. Everybody here can actually pray for God to do a new thing. God, do something new in me. Let's say it. God, do something new in me. I mean, so many of us have had times in our life we've been so messed up. We've screwed things up so badly. We've made such a mess of so many parts of our life. Like what we wish in those moments is that we could leave the mess behind, put off the mess, and just put on new and start over. I've been there. Anybody else? I'm the only one? Listen, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how long you've done it. I don't care how, long, how far from God you've drifted. I don't care how long you've stayed away from God. Anyone can have a fresh start with God through Jesus Christ. You're not a prisoner of your past. You are not a prisoner of your past. I am not a prisoner of my past. I'm not. Listen, this is all some of you needed today. This is all some of you needed to hear today. This is maybe all you needed to know so that you could embrace and start believing that a new future is possible for you because you are not a prisoner of your past. I'm going to give you a Bible verse today, and it's worth the price of admission. If you meditate, then I want you to meditate on this verse. If you pray, I want you to pray on this verse. Here's what God says about your past. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on them. Now, hang on just a minute. This is important. This is important. We can't forget because we dwell. Make sure this side can hear. You see this? You see this? We can't forget because we dwell. But you can forget if you do not dwell. Where's the rest of your life going to be lived? There's really only one right answer. It's in the future. The rest of your life will be in your future. None of the rest of your life 
will be in your past. So dwelling on the past keeps us from forgetting the past, yet the command of Scripture, and this is what I want you to meditate on this week. This is what I want you to pray about this week. You forget when you decide, hey, I'm not going to relive that over and over again in my mind. I'm not going there. I'm not going to dwell on that anymore. I'm not going to give it space in my head. So what you do, instead of giving the past space, you replace. So instead of dwelling on the past, instead, I look at new things. Look at new things that God is going to do. And then the scripture says they're already starting to happen. Can you see? Now, somebody here says, Brad, I can't see. Here's what I suspect. You're probably still here. You're dwelling, not forgetting. You're dwelling, not forgetting. But when you stop that nonsense, all of a sudden, look, you can see what God has begun to do in your life. How many want some of this? How many want some of this? Start asking God to do a new work in you. I think the reason something new isn't happening for some of you is because you just haven't asked. So let's start there. Ask God to do something new. Here's the second part. Be specific. Be specific. This is the second thing you do. If you want to get a brand new start in life, pinpoint exactly what it is that you want changed. Listen, nothing becomes powerful until it becomes specific. That's true with health. You, you don't just say, I want to be healthier. Well, what does that mean specifically? Does that mean cleaner eating? Does that mean weight loss? Does that mean muscle gain? Does that mean cardio fitness? You have to be specific. There's no power until it's specific. You say, well, you know, I, I want to earn more money. There's no power in that statement. I want to earn more money. Have you put a pencil to it? Have you put a number on it? Because it becomes powerful when it becomes specific. And when it comes to your fresh start with God, you don't just say, God, I want to change my life. I want you to change me. Well, what change did you have in mind? What area of your life needs to be fixed, needs to be forgotten, needs to be made new? You can't change a generality. Does that make sense to you? It just won't happen. You can't solve a problem until you identify the problem. You can't achieve a dream unless you have a destination in mind. Who's still with me? The more specific you are about what you want God to change in your life, the sooner you'll recognize when he's doing it. Well, I asked God to go to work in my life, but he's not doing anything. You weren't specific. You have to name it. Say it. If you say, God, I want you to start fixing this in my life. God, I need this to be made new. God, I need to be forgiven for this in my life. God, I want to get rid of this habit in my life. When you're specific, then you begin to see God working on that area of your life. Look how specific this can be. Look closely at yourselves. Test this. Test it. Test. Push on it. Pull on it. See if you're really living in the faith. Get very, very inspectional, introspectional, specific. So if your priorities are out of whack, 
Things that should be important aren't showing up on your calendar. You might say, God, I need you to fix my priorities, and I need this specifically to have more space in my life. If the things in your life taking up space that aren't important, you say, God, I need this specifically to be moved to the background of my life. I need a reset in my priorities with these specific things. Maybe it's a relationship. You have a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, just a friend. It's stagnating, deteriorating. You say, I need a reset in my relationship. No, that's not specific enough. You might say, we need to communicate better. I need to communicate better. I need to show up with my feelings. I need to show up with authenticity. I need to show up with honesty. I need to show up with more love. Like specifically, what does it look like for you? in that relationship. I mean, apply this to anything, your self-confidence, your finances. It has to be specific. Now, I have a word for the perfect ones who are here. You're listening, and you're like, I'm good. I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of a single area of my life that I need better, that I need a fresh start, that I need a do-over, that I need a new beginning. Well, I have a word from God for you. Do not think you are better than you really are. I just wanted everybody to feel included today. That's all. That's all. Number one, every day this week, pray, God, do something new in my life. And number two, be specific about what that is. All right? Yes? yes? Next couple points real, real quick. Find a supportive circle. Find a supportive circle. You're not going to be able to have the fresh start that you want or to have it last and be consistent unless you have encouragers built in. You just can't do this by yourself. I always recommend a therapist. I always recommend a coach of some kind. But in addition to that, you also need the right circle. Here's the deal. I'm going to give you 60 seconds of free mindset coaching. You ready for this? It's free. When you put in the work to get your head right, to get your feelings of self-worthiness high, when you put in the work to fix your belief structures and get your vision clear, when you begin to see and feel your future, when you begin to raise your frequency, when you've done all that work, and then you go back to your circle that's just settled in, not changing, not introspective at all about their own lives, the changes that they need. Guess what's going to happen to all your good mindset work? When you're not around people who are also elevated, your circle will what? Bring you down. Many of you have tried to make changes in the past by yourself. And nobody around you was going with you. That's when you know you got to get the right circle. You got to get the right circle. Got to get the right circle. Got to get the right circle. Let's say it. Got to get the right circle. God has wired us this way. We were never intended to do it by ourselves. We were always supposed to do this with others. 
You won't get healthy alone. You won't get whole and healed alone. You need people in your life who are on the same path. Look at this verse. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. Why am I not winning in life? Why can't I do this? How come I haven't figured this out? Why is it going the way I want it to go? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But now two. Now look, we're standing back to back. Come on, bring it. Now we can conquer. And three are even better. Three are even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Isn't that a great verse? Want to know what it means? Community is God's antidote to discouragement and defeat and failure. It's how God planned it. I want you to look at this from the ancient Christian scriptures. Since we're all one body in Christ, we belong to each other. We belong to each other. And each of us needs what? All the others. So church, let me speak directly to followers of Christ for just a minute. Would you all agree that COVID and the pandemic changed kind of the interpersonal connections between people? Would you agree with that, right? I mean, how we do business is different now. Where we do our work is different now. A lot changed during the pandemic. We also know we lost a lot of people. But COVID killed more than people. It killed community. It killed businesses. And it killed a lot of churches. They just never reopened. And what you might not understand or have paid attention to, it is still doing harm. It was a church attendance killer for sure. Some of you remember we met in a parking lot for over a year. And a lot of people just got out of the habit of coming to church and got into the habit of watching online. Now I'm going to point to the camera. I'm talking about you. <laughs> just in case there's any confusion. I'm going to put this challenge out there. Now's the time to come back. Now's the time to get involved. If you're serious about having a reset in your life, you want to have a fresh start that sticks, you're going to need the right circle. I need the right circle. Say it. I need So let this church family be part of your circle. You with me? Last step. Intentionally subtract. Intentionally subtract. This just makes sense. To specifically ask for what you want, you have to make room for what you want. Does that make sense to you? If you do a careful examination of your life, you sit down with a therapist or a coach or some really close friends, they'll help you see very likely 
the parts of your life that are holding you back from a fresh start, and then you just need to subtract those. I mean, there are habits or patterns or routines that are very likely keeping you from starting over. Old thinking patterns that limit you. Old beliefs that have a grip on you. This is why we're told we should remove anything from our lives that would get in the way and the sin that so easily holds us back. If you want to change your life, maybe you need to unplug something. Maybe you need to cancel some subscriptions for a few months. Not only is the content affecting your thinking, but your screen time might be wasting your time, right? If you really want to change your mind, stop the junk that's coming in over the internet, over social media. You're allowing it to pollute you. So what do you need to get rid of or let go of or subtract? For somebody here, it's a relationship. Being honest, it's pulling you down. It's a friend that's not really a friend, but you've put up with it because you've said, well, that's just better than being alone. No, it's not. They're dragging you in the wrong direction. They're keeping you from discovering who could be in your life, who should be in your life. How about what you're reading? How about the news you're consuming? See, only you know what cleaning out will look like. Only you know what's unhealthy or unhelpful in your life right now. But remember, we're talking about people who want to reboot. If you don't want to reboot, you know, just talk among yourselves. But if you want to start over, if you want something new in your life, then there's some things you have to subtract. If you look up the word reset in the Bible, it's only found one time, only found one time, whole Bible, 66 books in the Bible, all the Hebrew, all the Aramaic, all the Greek, it's only found one time in the Hebrew, in the Old Testament, written by the prophet Isaiah. Now, there's some background to this verse where this word reset, reboot, is found. Israel had been beaten in war by the Babylonians. And when the Babylonians won, they took the people into Babylon as prisoners of war. That's modern-day Iraq. That stuff over there has been going on for a long time, okay? A long time. Prisoners of war now for 70 years, and they're pretty discouraged. They're missing home. They want their nation. To discourage the people from going back, the Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem, their holy city. It's like you have nothing to go home to. You might as well learn to just be content here. People are pretty broken, pretty discouraged, feeling pretty stuck in their circumstances. And in the midst of all that, God had a word for them. He wanted them to know that they were still loved. He hadn't forgotten them. And there's something new that was going to happen in their life. That's the background. It's in Isaiah chapter 54. This is God talking. And God says, The mountains may shake and the hills may crumble, 
But my unfailing love for you will never be shaken, and my promise of peace will never change, says the Lord who has compassion on you. And then he turned to the ruins of the city of Jerusalem, and God said, O Jerusalem, storm-battered, troubled, and desolate, I will rebuild you with priceless jewels, and I will reset. There it is. There it is. I will reset. I will reset. I will reset. I will reset your foundations with sapphires. What's he talking about? It's a metaphor saying, Jerusalem, I'm going to rebuild you. Those ruins are not the end of the story. I've never stopped loving you. And I'm not going to build you back with just like crummy old rocks. I'm going to build you back with jewels. I'm going to build you back with sapphires. The next verse, if I'd added it, says we're going to have walls made of rubies. Now, why would that be in the Bible? Why would God give them a picture like that? I'll tell you why. Because when God builds you back, God builds you better. Somebody hear that? When God builds you back, God builds you better. He doesn't just give you a future. gives you a better future. He doesn't just say, oh, reboot, now you're the same old person you were before. No. If I reboot you, I remake you, and I always remake you. And that's my prayer for you. That's what I pray happens for you in this series over the next few weeks, that there will be a life do-over, that you'll experience a new kind of life and a new kind of living. Now, I understand most of you are already believers. You have already stepped across the line of faith. You are in the family of God. You have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But there are some resets that still need to happen at different parts of your life. And some of you know what those are. Some of you who are here, some of you who are online, you have not yet stepped across the line to entrust the Son of God with your life. This very last verse that I'm going to share today is a verse for you. The Bible says when someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He is not the same anymore, a new life has begun. That's what you call a real fresh start. This is what you call salvation. This is what happens when you ask Jesus to forgive your sin and to live in your life as your leader. And here's some great news. You can make the decision to do that right now. You can start over starting now. And I'm going to help as many people who want to become Christians to do that today. If no one's ever taught you what to pray to become a Christian, I'm going to teach you that right now. Let's bow our heads for prayer. If you want to step across the line of faith, you want a new relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, then in your heart, I want you to pray with me. You don't have to say it out loud. 
but you would pray, God, I want you to do something new in me. Make a fresh start in me. Help me forget my past. That's not my identity. Help me focus on the new that you're going to do in me. Just keep praying in your heart. Lord, help me spend time this week pinpointing changes that I know need to happen. And help me find my circle. Those who will support me in my new life. And Lord, I'm going to commit to your people and to a church family so I can get the encouragement I need. Help me eliminate anything that's unhelpful or unhealthy. I want you to do a reset in my life. So Jesus Christ, come into my life. Make yourself real to me. I open my heart to you. And as much as I know how, I'm asking you to save me and lead me. And I ask this in your name. Amen.